Ethereum, 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 wax, wax, wax. That seems like you all hear that and nothing else from us here on the Nifty Show. But as you heard on our previous episode, there are multiple other chains that you can mint NFTs on. And to date, I've minted on 22 of those chains. And now I'm just looking for new ones just for the sake of it to add to that number. I may not be the most interesting man in the world, but I do seek to be the most minted man in the world and today we have a project that's going to dip into the cardano ecosystem and i know this is uh, this is fresh for you right riles yes i just set up a cardano wallet for the first time okay and there are those who are true cardano believers there are many benefits to cardano and people are kind of poking with a stick and saying hey come on ada do something well here's a guy who's doing something on cardano he goes by the name decimalist and he wants to um, have a cage match with your profile pictures and a project called pfp pit brawl the website pfppb.io will be showing it to you in a minute decimalist welcome to the nifty show hey thank you so much for having me so are you a, an old school cardano guy like you've been around the ecosystem forever in crypto terms, yeah. In crypto years, I'm ancient. How, how many years have you been into? So I've been in Cardano for about two years now. Okay. Uh, before we had smart contracts uh, with our NFTs and things like that. So yeah, it's been it's been a journey. And yeah. go ahead, Riles. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, uh, obviously the concept of this this profile picture pit brawl kind of speaks for itself and just correct me if i'm wrong you saw that there were all these different collections some of which had utility some which didn't and you saw an opportunity to unify all of these different communities that were invested in these different collectibles by giving them utility to battle with each other and yeah. it, it feels obvious right I, I i my mind is blown that i haven't seen this happen before you know, what's funny is I had the exact same thought, like um, I was just sitting around and I had been mulling it over, like how to do it with the tech and stuff like that, um, how I was going to develop it. And I looked around uh, for competitors, right? That's what you do is you is you look and look to competitors, see how you can build it bigger, better, faster, stronger. And uh, I couldn't find any. And I'm like, why? And I think it's kind of this mentality where when someone's spinning up an NFT collection, they're trying to solve some specific need that that they have, right? And they're starting a an organization, right? And it when they're constantly focused on delivering value to their holders of their NFT and you know, it, it's going through the meta of minting like collection one, collection two, so on and so forth, they get themselves siloed. Right, and they're not looking at the bigger picture, um, oftentimes, and and really, that's we wanted to go break the mold, go a completely different direction, and and that's why we did this. And um, but what better way to bring all the all the communities together on a single platform to you know uh, showcase their tribalism and their passion for that NFT collection that they have, you know, level it up and do whatever with it, and in fact. Um, with PFP Pit Brawl, we're actually um, using a Web2 onboarding mechanism as well, right? Uh, we, we can have pre-made heroes that you don't have to have a wallet or an NFT to play, but 
they can still participate in the same ecosystem. And if they choose to mint that asset later in game, they can. That's got to be music to your uh, your animalistic I, ears I over mean, there. I really speaking my language. We've been working on on much the same thing, but I'm curious on multiple fronts um, because first off, you know, you have the the premise of the game, but we don't know anything about the gameplay yet. And second is just from a user perspective, like where where would somebody who doesn't have a wallet go to get started playing this? Yeah, so uh, the game right now, uh, the minimum viable product is going to be released within the next maybe like 14 days. Fingers crossed it released next week, but it it's just how it is. That's the dev world, you know? Um, well, let me give context. Let me give context to that because uh, we're recording uh, this episode uh, late April, and this will probably air in uh, in early May. So it, okay. you know, by the time you guys hear this, uh, it might be now, uh, okay. or, or, or any day now. And so, yeah. Uh, so, so talk about the game. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, with the game, you don't need a wallet to play. Right. If you want to uh, use a wallet to play, if you scroll up to the top of the the web page there, you can see our our uh, Twitter uh, link. And if you click on that Twitter link, it'll take you right to our page. And then we have our Discord that you can hop in. Uh, that's right there, and uh, that'll actually have a channel available to everyone that shows you, hey, this is if you're new to Cardano, these are all the wallets that are available. These are all the exchanges that sell ADA. Like, here's how you get it. Here's how you get into the ecosystem, if that's the route you want to go. But you don't have to have a Cardano wallet to play this game either, uh, it, aside from not ha needing to have a wallet at all, right? So I talked about pre-made heroes. Uh, someone from the Web2 world that's completely outside of the crypto ecosystem can come in, right? They can load up the website, start the game. Uh, select a pre-made hero, and then start playing, right? Um, and then if you are a part of the crypto ecosystem, but not necessarily a part of the Cardano ecosystem, we still got you covered. So uh, on the website, you'll have, you know, you click connect your wallet and you'll either use MetaMask or, um, you know, Wallet Connect or whatever. And um, you can connect any one of your wallets that you have and, you um, load up your nfts we got um our off-chain code we'll read through the wallet and see what are non-fungible tokens and then load them into a, the game so you can play them as a playable character and we're even working on getting uh this coverage for or, or the support and infrastructure for uh bitcoin inscriptions as well now because that's a that's a big thing recently mm -hmm. So you're jumping a big user experience hurdle by permitting players who are not acquainted with blockchain to play the game and, and reap the benefits regardless. But so then the, the next big hurdle, of course, is why will people choose to play this game over another turn-based game? So I love this question. Um, it's a great question because there's I've talked to so many different types of gaming personalities and they have different personas and different types of games that they play and everything and um in reality you're not gonna you're not gonna make a game that makes everybody happy right some people want the fortnites some people want um some crazy unreal 5 engine game that's just triple a 
millions of dollars have been poured into it and blows your mind because they won't play anything else because they think it's trash, right? So, um, and, and I've been comfortable with that. So what I'm doing is I'm building off of previous experience that I have as a professional gamer myself. Um, I used to be a pro in World of Warcraft. I was in the top 0.5% of players in North America for the arena system with World wow. of Warcraft. And so I'm drawing on a lot of that experience um, in building this game. We're making it very robust and there's a lot of depth and layers because the only thing you do in this game is um, battle each other, right? And climb a leaderboard and, uh, and, you know, achieve a higher honor rank in the, in the uh, honor system because it's the whole premise and the goal of the game. We're adding lots of layers that include, you know, um, damage over time effects, heal over time effects, uh, interruptions, um, status ailments, uh, combos eventually in, in, in that are going to be added, different things like that um, into the turn-based system that, um, you know, will evolve over time. And, and uh, we'll talk more about evolution too, because there's a really particular interesting thing with this um, NFT that's tied to this game that uh has an evolution attribute to it as well now, would that I, I wanna, be this uh, here because i i want to i want to highlight this because what okay. what he just said is very important um because you're contextualizing the design of this game behind your your love of and expertise with the world of warcraft arena system and then you you described a ton of mechanics that could practically be brought right over from that only you're building this in a turn-based format and of course you don't want to like compare yourself to world of warcraft because that's that's just um putting your, yourself in a, a difficult position but you are trying to build something that's really mechanically deep like this this is not uh meant to be like the most accessible experience this is going to be for people who know what they're what they're about yeah, this is going to be a game that's that's very mechanically deep indeed because you are just playing with 2D assets, these images, right? NFT or not, uh, pre-made hero, right? Digital collectibles. They're not going to be doing any type of animation. So you add the animation in, right? You're 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 basically bolting on all these things on top of that so that you still have your asset that you're coming to play with. And then we just layer a ton of mechanics and a great robust like skill system and on and on and I don't want to drop too much on and on uh, and and you just patch the game over time and build on that so it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun. It sounds very thoughtful like you know you're really bringing your passion for games into this of course for those who listen to the show this is a message that we've brought home again and again it's why many of the early projects are, are doomed to failure many of the games aren't really games and uh, you're building a game and so explain to us what this badge of honor is that we're looking at here at the jpeg store yeah absolutely so the badge of honor is actually um it is not required to play the game at all, right? This badge of honor is our NFT that we're using for governance. And um, it's built with SIP68 technology, which gives it a ton of utility, right? So um, 
I know Sip, that's just going to go over a lot of people's heads. So what SIP 68 is basically is just a Cardano improvement um, proposal that makes these digital collect digital collectibles able to be upgraded and evolved. So I'm not just talking about like the metadata, uh, the image, but we actually have a dashboard that we're building where anyone who use it, who owns one of these can go in and attach their ADA handle or even their Ethereum domain or, or unstoppable domain or whatever to it. They can assign different attributes and add to the metadata and alter it if they have it in their wallet, right? And that happens on chain. Like this actually happens on chain. It's not just off chain code. So then if you turn around and sell that asset to somebody else, they will have that and then they will need to alter it if you, you didn't decide to clear it before you put it up for sale or anything. So what we're doing is solving like something that blockchain gaming has really always talked about solving is like, how do we track player progress, right? At, across multiple platforms and games. You know, how, how can you take NFTs or digital collectibles from one game and go play them in a different game and have them be something completely different with different stats and different abilities and things tied to it? That's really what we're out to solve. And uh, this badge of honor on top of governance uh, voting rights, which is super important. That's one thing I hated about World of Warcraft was no matter how much we screamed and yelled at the devs like, hey, this is broken. Now we have this flavor of the month character. Um, you can actually help design the game and improvement. If something gets broken in a patch, you go and vote on chain to fix it, right? And then we know exactly like how we how we got it done, right? It's not centralized at all. Uh, so the community that holds these is really going to help shape the game, uh, make decisions of the reward system and everything. And uh, also they'll have exclusive rights in game. Like they can level it up. It can grow and evolve into different things. It can become a uh, anything, a weapon, armor, whatever. And then in another game, it's something completely different. That was such an incredibly dense answer to to the question of of what the badges of honor are. So to to try to like sum that up, they are this this really agile sort of meta progression representation of your engagement with your games as a player, uh, a representation of your investment in the game, which allows you to do DAO-ish sort of voting uh, and and help to guide the, the course of the game and also has the agility to offer airdrops or serve different purposes in different games on your platform. Yes, that's correct. That's a lot. <laughs> way, way to break it down there. You just, you just kind of put all of that in its little waffle compartment there and uh you you get him you guys are uh, of the same breed here well there's a lot going on pfppb.io is the website you can go here go to the twitter follow them on discord links will be in the show notes the white papers here and you could see a pretty extensive roadmap for each quarter of this year this is really ambitious and uh, we're going to be keeping an eye on this and, and certainly looking forward to uh, giving it a try once you roll it out Thank you. Yeah. Super excited to just get the word out there. Uh, it's time for everyone to have a little bit of fun in the bear market. Absolutely. Bearable. We want to have fun no matter what, right? I don't care what the market is. We, we want to play. Decimalist, thanks so much for coming on, man. We appreciate it. Thank you. It was a pleasure.
And uh, Riles, uh, you, you feel this, like I can tell, you know, if you're not excited about a project, I can smell it over here. And <laughs> this, this is like, like he's speaking your language. I, you know, much of the same way that it took you a while to sort of start developing this, this list of positive indicators of whether an NFT project was going to succeed. I, I've been gradually organically doing the same thing with gaming projects specifically and what are what are some positive factors it's being led by a visionary whose primary interest is games themselves somebody who knows how games work who knows what makes games fun that's a huge indicator right there and his his like exceptional status in a very highly competitive arena uh definitely gives him those credentials and there's there's others of course but yes yes i am excited Excellent. Well, I have a feeling there's going to be a post-show wow discussion between uh, between all of us, especially with your revived interest in in classic and uh, hard, <laughs> hardcore mode. Uh, but everybody, thanks for uh, for listening. Please do subscribe, ring bells, review five stars is always appreciated. Tell a friend, and as always, keep it nifty. Looking into the future, what do we see? It's lined with digital collectibles, we call them NFTs. Games, trading cards, digital art, and those crypto kitties. Joel and Riles are the hosts you'll know. Joel and Riles say this won't blow. They're locked and loaded, so ready, set, go! It's the Nifty, really kind of spiffy. The Nifty Show.